And we're live. All right, welcome back, Paul. Yeah, hi. Thank you. I'm back. We traded you for John. Oh, man. I don't know if that's a even trade, but all right, I'll try my best. It's probably not in, like, the grand scheme of things. Yeah, probably I not. I mean, who, who's counting? Well... I also got sick, though, so... Great. That sucks. So I will be muting myself often and basically start your watches till I forget that I'm muted and try talking at one point because it's going to happen yeah. sooner or later. I'll try to keep an eye you on it. it. Otherwise, I'll be lonesome. So. Yeah, I'm pretty, uh, pretty sniffly <laughs> and, and my voice sounds weird and it's been pretty great. It's too bad that uh, you're the one that played all the stuff. I did. I played so much stuff. There's a lot it's of stuff GDC on this week. List. Yeah, I figured that you were probably going to have a bunch to talk about, so. Yeah, I went to, like, several GDC-related stuff, so I played a bunch of games. Yeah. Saw some some people. Um, I was, like, this close to, like, getting a photo with Swery. Why didn't you? Just be like, hey, so, photo? So I was, uh, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that. We yeah. were both at this, we, we were both at this bar where they were showing off some indie games. It was called The Mix. Okay. Um. And he was by himself. He was literally just kind of by himself, just like, you know, surveying the scene. And I was like, I was like, this is the perfect time. But the minute I noticed that, yeah. the line I was standing in, it was my turn to play the, the game next. Oh, no. So I didn't want to be like, um, actually, uh, no, thanks. I don't want to play this right yeah. to the developer's face just oh, so man. I could go like get, take a selfie. And I was like, I was, so I was thinking like, OK, I'll, I'll play the, the demo. I'm sure I'll see Swery again. Like he just he basically got there when I got there, which is like we've only been here for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Didn't find him after that. Damn. He's gone. That's too he bad. only stayed there for like 10, 15 minutes. Man, that's too bad. Oh, well, missed yeah, no, I totally wanted to go up to him and just be like, hey, I'm like a big fan. Would, would it be OK if I get like a picture with you? Yeah. Uh, and it sucks. This is actually not the first time I've seen Swery at GDC. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, however, the first time where he was like by himself, and it would have been super easy, yeah, to go and approach him. Last time he was like with friends and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't want to just go up to the whole crowd and be like, "Hello, you five. Can I have a photo with that one of you?" Yeah. So it's a little, <clears throat> it's a little awkward. Yeah, exactly. a little bit. Um, yeah. uh, but anyways, we'll get into GD stuff, GDC stuff later. Um, wh- what's up with you, man? Where where you been? How's your last two weeks been? Uh, they've been hell. I'll explain oh. to other people in different ways, but I won't talk about it here. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you do you. Yeah, um, man. Anything been going on? Fun related? I realize how much stuff is out on the Switch because I only had my okay. Switch with me. I was out of town for the last two weeks. Um, oh, okay. I actually just got back today. Um, so I had my Switch with me, and I was like. They've released like fucking everything on this console. I was going through the Basically. store and I was just like, I can kind of play whatever indie game has come out from 2012 till now on this thing, basically, if I wanted to. And that's a lot dope. of them for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's good. So I played a bunch of Ape Out. So I won't be talking that much about what I've been playing because of that. Oh, I guess I played um, Legend of Zelda 2 again. Because I was just like, I'm going to see if they, like, added anything new to this weird, like, NES library thing. And I guess they had added a few things since I last checked. And that was one of them. And so I just decided to boot that up. And, yeah, it was dope. Good time. Okay. 
<clears throat> all right. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Nothing crazy. I, saw, I watched all three Men in Black movies last weekend in one sitting. Those were so my parents still have TV, and those were on TV. Uh, I was like, oh, I okay. could I could watch those, and I was like, nah, okay. nobody watches these anymore. No, well, so like, I want to see the new one this summer, and, yeah. and so does my girlfriend. Yeah, you know, she's she's a big Chris Hemsworth fan. She's a big Tessa Thompson fan. <clears throat> I mean, who isn't? Um, Three is really good, but so I was, it's one. I like those. Yeah, yeah, no. So I was like, well, we should watch like some of the others because they're good. Yeah, uh, and she and she had never seen them, so I was like, hey, well, let's sit down and watch the first one. Yeah, and a friend came over to join us, and we watched that first one. And that first one, it's real good. Like it, it holds, holds up. up. Yeah, for the, sure. The uh, some of the like slang and definitely the outfits are dated for sure sure yeah um like will smith is basically in that first mo- in the, like the first scene with him he's basically wearing like a football jersey but like a casual football jersey yep and not not just in the way that it's like baggy clothes but like that is literally a football jersey that they've just made like casual wear and, and it's also way baggy because it's supposed to go around pads and like track pants or something like, yeah, I remember he looks he very super 90s. baggy pants. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that second one is very good. I'm saying the second one is the best of the three. Really? That's the one I yeah. actually hate, but it's very, very short. So I'm fine with it. Usually I don't like no, it at wait, all. I, that, I love that second one. They like they double down on some of like the funniest characters. Like there's way more Frank in the second one. Yeah, I don't like the Frank. dog. Yep. Oh, Frank's great. There's way more of those weird like prawn alien. Yeah, I dudes. hate those too. And they're super funny as well. Um, so yeah, I think the second one is is my favorite. And then the third one, I I also enjoyed. I'd only seen it once before. Me too, actually. Theaters, yep. So I watched it again. But yeah, yeah, they're and because the first two are so old, they're short movies. Yeah, like you mentioned. Yeah. So we watched the first one, and it was like, I was like, it was like eight eight o'clock, eight thirty. We're like, do you want to just like rent the second one? Like, and there was like, okay. And then at that point, it was like, it's only ten. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let's just like finish it up. Let's just get it done. So yeah, we just did that. Does Great that third movie. one hold up? Because I as well have only seen it once actually, and I liked it. But I thought it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that one's not that old. That one's twenty twelve. Yeah, with, and it true. was ten years after the second one. The second one is uh, two thousand two. Yeah, um, but yeah, I like I like that third one. You know, time travel. Yep. Um, probably the most like <clears throat> like heart like emotionally impacting one with like the thing at the end. It definitely has like uh, the most trying <clears throat> story. Like they're trying to have a story of all of them. Yep. So yeah, that makes sense. I I mean I like Josh Brolin. I think yep. he does a good. Um, Young Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. I think yeah. he's a good Tommy Lee Jones. Totally. They, have a, they, have, they have a very they have a very similar like deadpan look that they can both do really well. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. But and just watching those three again, it, it gets me worried about the new one because Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones are so good as this buddy cop duo. Yeah. Like Will Smith is just this crazy wisecracking talking like a mile a minute jokester. And Tommy Lee Jones is just done with everything. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything. He's just by the book, by the, like, he does not smile. He doesn't care about any of uh, Will Smith's shit. And it's so perfect. They play off each other so well. Agreed. And I just don't see that happening with Hemsworth and uh, Thompson. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if, I don't know if you know this. I, I, um, I guess Tommy Lee Jones has some kind of weird, um, like cult of personality in in japan 
Yes, I do know that. Yep. He's um he's the main face for Boss Coffee and a bunch of uh other weird stuff like that. Yeah. So what's what's really crazy as I I, I subscribe to this one YouTube channel that basically like once a month collects odd commercials okay and just puts like a 10 minute compilation together and then i watch mm-hmm. the 10 minutes and i'm like man i wish our commercials were like this because they are having so much fun people are just screaming at each other there's weird creatures it's just way better than our commercials yep. anyway very true he shows up fairly often like more than any other celebrity that i can recognize i'm sure there's you know japanese celebrities in there that are popping up that i'm just not privy to so i don't really he doesn't register but in terms of like western celebrities he pops up the most often yeah. But he doesn't even pop up in like a starring role. He's not starring in this commercial. The commercial is not about him or the character he's portraying or the item that this person is holding. He's just like a background character. Yeah. Like there'll be a commercial about like coffee or something. Yeah. And it just happens to be that like the coffee salesman, the one giving them the drink for like literally one second of the commercial is Tommy Lee Jones. And yeah. they don't even focus on it. And it's the weirdest thing because it's like, what? Who is that? Was it Tommy Lee Jones? What is he doing in this commercial? Why aren't you focusing on that? It's Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> it's it's so bizarre. It is absolutely insane. Yep. But it's really that good. It happens so often. I, I don't even understand it. And I can't because I don't speak Japanese. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But there's a weird little fun fact about Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, great actor. Yep. Tommy Lee Jones is so good. Space Cowboys. Hates oh, Jim so Carrey, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, there's like some interviews and stuff from like apparently when they were working on batman forever together and he was just not having any of jim carrey's shit and he apparently there were many times where he's just like i don't like respect you and stuff <laughs> just like oh i actually do think i remember that quote of like i don't respect <laughs> yeah yeah something which like is that. savage yeah that's a savage diss yeah to the dude you that you're working like, with <laughs> but also yeah like, like at one point you could just be like hey fuck you yeah and it's like at some point, those just kind of wash over you. It's like, whatever, you're saying, you're just saying nonsense to me. But like, yeah. I don't respect you. That's like a, that's like a, we're not angry at, with you, son. Yeah, we're, we're disappointed. disappointed. And then you know, yeah, you, you messed up. You really messed up. And it's the worst, too, because apparently, like, at that point, Tommy Lee Jones has been in some stuff, too. So Jim Carrey, like, really, like, respected him. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, that hurts. <laughs> like, that sucks. But I guess what do you do? Yeah, I would have to really hate someone to say I don't respect you right to their face. Yeah, because like anyway, at worst you just ignore them and move on. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, like yeah, totally. All right, top down perspective for March twenty first. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. And uh, Paul, do you want to talk about anything you've played, or you can't? Yo, Legend of Zelda two, man. Real good. This is still my favorite. Okay. Nothing else to say. On the go, on the switch. I'll have some stuff to say about Ape out when we do our TDP <laughs> thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, I got like a million games to play Let's or to talk about. I also got a million games to play. Dear God, I have so many games to play right now. So many games. Um, yeah, games came out, dude. Yep. They just, you st- you took a week off the podcast, but games did not take a week dude, off. Dude, they're still coming um, out in like twelve hours. Sekiro is going to be played. Oh, right. Is that how you say it? Sekiro? I've always heard Sekiro. Why? I guess. Like, I don't know. That's how I say it. So that's okay. that's how it's going to be. Um, 
yeah, people seem pretty into that game. Uh, I've definitely seen a bunch of it at the office. People are at the office are pretty into it. It sounds extremely difficult. It was actually, it was funny. Everyone was talking about how hard Sekiro is. Oh, yeah. And I was seeing, and like the, the reviews broke this morning and everyone was saying it's it's like the hardest one. Okay. And then someone in my office like links us to IGN's review, which said it's the easiest one. And everyone was like, I guess they're just better at games than us. Like not, no one was expressing it being easier except IGN. So I guess IGN's really good at video games. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, um, all right, things I've been playing, uh, and this will kind of this will kind of like blend with news. <clears throat> uh, but I've been playing Apex uh, primarily because the battle pass dropped. Yeah, I don't know anything about how they're doing this battle pass. Should we talk about it in news, or do you want to talk about it now since you're experiencing it? I guess. I'll, I'll, th- I'll talk about it now. Sure. Like I said, I'm probably going to be doing some of the news with a few of the things I've been talking about. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a blend. <clears throat> um, so yeah, the, uh, do you, do you know battle passes? Yeah. I know you don't play a ton of battle. Rail. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. For people who don't know battle passes, um, and I'm fairly new to them myself, but, um, the, uh, battle royale games will often have seasons, mm-hmm. uh, of like three ish months or so where you, you get like a separate level you get a separate level that you can level up. You level up your main account and you also level up your battle pass that you pay for. Yeah. And by doing that, you, you get access to like more unlockables. So instead of just the regular, I'll, I'll put it in apex terms. Instead of every second level, you unlocking uh, like a, an apex pack, um, like a loot box. Um, now every battle pass level, you're going to get something specific and they, and they say what it's going to be. Like it's going to be, a box and a skin, or it's going to be a, a kill tracker or something like that. Sure. So now you have just like an extra carrot on the stick and that's, and that's fun. That's primarily what I was getting it for. Uh, I don't typically, I don't really like a lot of the skins in apex. They're not super fun. They're not flashy. great. Yeah, they're fine, but they're not great. I like, agree. There's, there's not a single one where I'm like, Oh, I want that one. Yep. That looks great. Like when it, I remember overwatch, in that yep. like first year, year and a half, when they were coming out with a new event, mm-hmm. it was like I need to, I need to go through that gallery. I want to see them all. Yep, because they were so cool. That's what Blizzard kind of does best: <laughs> skins. Yeah, this one I could not care less about. Sure. I want there to be like a middle ground. I don't want it to get goofy, uh, like Fortnite is. Um, okay, but I sure. want them to be more interesting. Sure. And right now they're they're not. Um, what was I going to? What was I saying? Oh, so the battle pass. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like the Apex one. Okay. And uh, let me tell you why. Um, First off, there's no challenges, which is kind of a bummer. Um, Okay. Again, for those who don't know, Battle Passes will often have also bonus objectives for you to just kind of like work towards like get 50 SMG kills, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Sure. Fortnite has their like crazy ones of like find eight treasures that lead to like a pirate floating iceberg or something, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They got crazy stuff going on. Um, this one has none of those. It's just another thing to level up. And my problem with it is it requires so much experience to properly level it up. Like it is insane. Um, can you buy levels in it? Uh, kind of. So there's two battle passes. There's for 10 bucks, which is great. $10. That's a totally great price. I'm glad to see that. Sure. For 10 bucks, you get the battle pass. Sure. Okay. And it comes with like three skins. So you get three skins off the bat. Yep. For 30 bucks, 
you get the battle pass that is already at level 25 and all the unlocks underneath that. Okay, so you're so just buying the unlock basically for everything. At that Not for price. everything. The battle pass goes to 100. Oh, I see. So, okay. You're just getting like a, a jump on it. You're just getting a bunch of stuff right off the bat. Sure. You don't have to do three quarters of the battle pass. Sure. I don't know why you would do that. It, seems like you should buy the battle pass because you want to play the game more not less i mean especially since like you said the skins are kind of like whatever anyway so i guess but i mean at some point like you're you're buying this because you 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 do like what they're giving you 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 do want to be unlocking something regardless of if it's a good skin or not um like if the skins being bad was that much of a deterrent for me i would not have gotten the battle pass like at all. i was literally just looking for another carrot on the stick so another bar to go up okay another reason to play apex okay i see um so I, I i was fine with that but like i said what i was looking for is more bars to fill and these bars are way too long so i'll give you an example i just leveled up the battle pass and my account right before we started recording okay i was level 31 it took 18,000 experience to go from level 31 to level 32. You can usually get about, I don't know, maybe 3,000 in a game if you make it to like the last five teams and lose. You'll get about 3,000. Okay. To get from level one to level two in the battle pass, mm-hmm. it's 30,000 experience. 18,000 to 30,000. Yeah, that's a big jump. That's a huge jump. And this one does this one does not scale up. So so it's going to always be that 30,000. It's actually 29,500, but whatever. Sure. 30,000. Yeah. Um, So it's not like it's going to get progressively and progressively harder. But I wish it did because that means it would have started easier. Like I remember when I first started Apex, every two games I was getting like a new level for the first like, you know, five or six levels. Yeah. And then it slows down and you have to play more. I would have preferred that this time now, like you are just grinding to see those levels go up to unlock an additional loot box and stuff, which is just a bummer. Yeah. Um, I guess it is supposed to last me like three months, right? Like this, it's the whole season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, apex has been out for probably a month now. Right. And I've only I'm only level 31 there, so I would have been fine with kind of the same kind of grind. But, you know, there are people at 100, so maybe they're excited about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, it takes a bit much. But whatever. Yeah. So I'm a little I'm a little bummed out about it. They also dropped a new character, Octane. OK. Um, Which I bought. What's his I deal? Like. Does he go real fast? High Octane? <laughs> yeah. So, um. I guess I guess he's based on this one person who did in Titanfall 2, there's those like tutorial speedrun thing at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone did it in 12 seconds by constantly like grenade boosting themselves. Oh, okay. So they made a character that got the world record for doing that but blew off his legs in the process. <laughs> okay. And this is Octane uh-huh. and Octane his passive is pretty cool. He constantly heals when he's not in battle. Um, His special ability is that he injects himself with like speed or something and he can go really fast, but it does damage to him. Okay, sure. And then his ultimate is he can put down a jump pad. 
which which launches you into the air. Okay. And that sounds like, interesting. I, and I don't I don't really like it because I can't think of a great reason to use the jump pad. Like at no point am I going to be so confident in my gunplay where it's like, yo, I'm going to drop this jump pad and then we're going to jump in the air and snipe them from the air. That's not happening ever. Sure. Like that's no, no way. But I mean, there are people that that is happening all the time on twitch.tv slash whatever. Apex God. Sure. No, it is (laughs) happening. I am seeing it on the Reddit. Yeah. But like, there's no scenario where I'm ever going to be like, whoa, that person just dropped a smoke cloud because they're trying to escape. I'm going to launch myself over the smoke cloud and just take him. Like, that's not happening, man. Like, yeah. if I get a kill, it's because all three people on my team are shooting one person and three is a higher number than one. So maybe I got the last bullet. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so I'm just not a huge fan of Octane. Okay. So it's kind of a bummer that I spent my hard-earned coins on that. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I have a couple, probably a month or so until the next character drops. Yeah. Maybe I'll be more into that one. But anyway, so that's my Apex update. Cool. Okay. I did, however, first game with Octane, didn't use a single one of his abilities, and we got champion. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Obviously the Um, way to play him properly. I guess I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Um all right, I've also been playing a bunch of Division Two. Yeah, honestly, this is the set this is the reason why I'm sad that I was not able to be around this week because I really wanted to dive into this. So I need to know, is it good? Is it worth getting? Because I already bought it, so I hope so. <laughs> I I like it. Yeah, I mean it's Division One again with um some some good up updates. Yeah, uh, I will say though, <clears throat> there's this fun little bug where all your skills don't work. Yeah, ever. You're one of three people that I've heard have this problem. I'm sure more people have. I'm just meaning like out of my people, I guess. Um. What the fuck is it? What happens? Like it just locks you out of it or it doesn't like recharge or what goes on? Yeah. So the skills in this game, um, they're similar to the last game, but they have cooler ones now. Yeah. So in the last game, they would have like a turret that would shoot or a little rolling grenade that would like seek someone out. Yeah. Now they have like drones that'll shoot drones that'll heal you. And you can even tell the drone like I want you to focus on that guy. Yeah whether it's attacking that guy or, or healing a teammate. So you can just like send out the drone and it'll like fly around and shoot randoms. Or you can be like, yo, I need you to shoot this person over there right now while I go deal with this thing. So that's cool. I like like sicking the drones on people and whatnot. Um, but there's this weird bug where the minute you like put it out, it literally disappears and it gets put down on a 15 second uh, cooldown. Oh, that's and odd. It just, and rinse and repeat. It just does not work. You put it out and it just disappears. There's a bug keeps happening i don't know is is uh this fixed because this game's been out for a week now that seems like a problem that they probably should have fixed like within the first couple days right you're muted so we'll count that as number one there you go number one we are 24 23 and a half minutes in. there you go um to be fair like i press the button sometimes it just doesn't there's something's wrong with the button anyway um i don't know i played last i played was like on the weekend and i have not received an update on my xbox so i doubt it's fixed like no patches downloaded on my on my console huh. uh, which is a bummer because it makes those fights a lot harder yeah because the vision 2 it's already it's a pretty hard game like yeah. the enemy is are pretty like smart they will flank you 
you need to be like moving throughout the environments or you're just going to get rocked. Yeah, they're rough too. Um, and the beta, I actually had quite a bit of problems on the end game hard mode fights. I was like, oh, this is difficult. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, they, they can get hard for sure. Yeah. Um, and then not having your skills is a huge bummer because yep. like my like turret can like take out a guy easily. Yeah. So being able to like have an extra set of hands yeah. or two, if, you know, when you're playing in a group is is really helpful but that's a big problem that that's not working damn yeah so i'm kind of i'm kind of slowing down my play of it because i just i want it to i I want it to get fixed i don't want to play a ton without my skills um but again there's there's still a lot to play there's a lot to this game i'm only like level like 11 or so gotcha um apart apart from that though it's it's pretty fun. Uh, like I said, a bunch of new skills to play with that are real cool. There's uh, these chem launchers, like chemical launchers, where you can shoot like this kind of gas at an opponent. And then if you shoot like with regular bullets into the gas, it ignites the gas and you cause like a fiery explosion. Um, so that can set up some pretty cool like combos. Um there's ones where you can like deflect bullets back at enemies and stuff, which is cool. There's a bunch of really cool skills. Uh, so that, that's pretty fun. Uh, the game looks gorgeous. Yep. Um, jumping in and out of multiplayer is, is pretty fast and seamless, uh, which is, uh, definitely something to mention because Anthem is not fast and seamless and it's doing a pretty similar thing. Uh, yeah, if you liked division one, you're going to like this one. If you, if division one wasn't doing it for you, this is not going to change your mind. They did not change up the formula. Um, I do like DC though, having like color and not everything just being like shades of snowy gray sure. uh, is nice. It, having like the different environments is, is pretty good. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm enjoying division again. That's a, a fun game to just shrug your way through and I'm playing, you know, co-op and stuff, which is nice. Um, cool. not, not, a, I haven't done much, uh, PVP stuff yet. Oh, um, dark zone stuff. Yeah. <coughs> did you do a lot yeah, of that which, in the division one? I did not. Okay. Which is why I haven't like been trying to do a ton of it. I, I want to try it out for real more this time. Sure. Um, but I think when we got access to it, uh, the dark, the dark zones like broken up into tiers. Uh, cause, it, cause once you like level out of one tier, they put you in a different one yeah. and we were at the bottom of our group. So we were like, Oh, we're going to just get rocked. If we go in there, let's come back after a few levels. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but yep. Yeah, uh, it's just more division. So that's, that's good for me. Yep. Glad to hear it. All right. The rest of this stuff is things I've played at GDC. So I've only played them from anywhere from like five to 25 minutes. Some demos. I'll leave the big question mark to the end. I played a bunch of After Party. This is probably the one I played the most of today. Okay. After Party is the next game from... I forget the developer, but they did Oxenfree. Yeah, I forget the developer name as well. Night School Studio. That sounds right. Yeah, so I played some uh, After Party, which I was very excited because I, I like Oxenfree quite a bit. This looks really um, nice, actually. Cool. If you liked Oxenfree, you're going to like this. It's a whole bunch of people just talking. It's a visual novel for the most part. Uh, They know how to write good dialogue. I don't remember if the first game was fully voice acted. Oxenfree I'm talking about um, because I played it on the train. Right. 
so I would not have been able to hear it well. This game is fully voice acted. Um, and you're just these two, I don't know if they're, no, they can't be teens. She finished college, she said. So they got to be like 20-somethings, mid-20s, two people hanging out in hell, going to a party and stuff. So there's all these weird demons and stuff, and everyone's like talking shit about humans. And it's it's a pretty, it just seems like a good time. There's cool music playing the whole time. I played beer pong with a demon, um, made fun of his mom and stuff like that. It's, if you liked Oxenfree and you like narrative story games, uh, you're going to enjoy at least what I've played of After Party. And that's exactly what I was looking for. I just wanted kind of more Oxenfree, more of their great writing. And that's what I'm getting now. Yep. Oh, uh, in the chat, someone actually mentions Oxenfree is currently free on the Epic Game Store at the moment. So yep. if you haven't played Oxenfree, I can't recommend that game enough. That game's also like everywhere. Like I said, I played it on the phone. Yep. Um, Oxenfree is a cool game. Uh, continuing on, um, <clears throat> I played Untitled Goose Game. Is that the is actual name like of the it? other game? Okay, I'm gonna try yeah, to look it yes, up. Yes, that is the that is the name of it. Yes, um, this is probably like the other game that I wanted to play like the most. Oh, this is cool. Untitled Goose Game. I I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Uh, it's shown up in Nintendo Directs before. Has it? Um, yep. This oh, is this is where you're just playing a goose causing trouble. Yeah, yeah. So okay. this is you're just an asshole goose. Yeah, um, this is right. by House House. Okay. Um, it's coming to Switch and PC. Yeah. Early, uh, sometime in 2019. I think it was supposed to be early 2019. So any day now. Um, okay. Yeah, you play a goose and you have a checklist of things to do, yeah. and you just kind of gotta like be a jerk to the people around you to get this checklist done. Um, you can do things goose or geese can do, such as put your neck down. Yep. And kind of be sneaky. You can honk. Okay. It'll startle people. Um, you can grab almost anything and then drag it around, which it's so there were, they had one stage there, which I did not finish because I couldn't get past. I don't, I guess, I guess it's basically a puzzle game because you have to kind of like, you know, adventure game style. You got to make, got to like pull this thing. So it makes the person go here. So you can grab this thing. So you can grab that. So you can do this. Sure. Um, so I'll just talk about the one level I played. You're in a, and I think it's the first stage of the game. You're in a garden. And your first mission is to, is it get in the, it's get in the garden. You have to get inside the garden. So there's a gate in the way. Okay. Um, and there's a sprinkler and you have to go up to the sprinkler and turn it on. So the sprinkler in the garden goes on and then the farmer comes over or the gardener or whatever comes over and he, and he opens the gate and he turns off the sprinkler and now you can get inside. And then the next one is like, get the gardener wet. So you have to just grab something of the gardeners, whether it's like one of, his carrots that he has planted or his boot that he has near the shed. You have to get something of his and you got to drag it over to the sprinkler and then you got to quickly hightail it over to pun intended over to the sprinkler and turn it on when the gardener goes to like put the thing back and then you get the gardener wet and there's stuff like put the gardener's rake in the lake. So you go pretty slow when you're dragging the rake around. So you have to try and get the gardener's attention on one side of the garden. Then you got to run over and you got to drag his rake out of the garden and then just throw it in the lake because you're an, yeah, you're an, fuck just that an rape, asshole. Man. You're you're a complete asshole to this gardener. Yeah. Um. There was one about like stealing his keys, so you had to like slowly approach him and then like bite the keys on his waist and then just like run away with it and stuff. Um. It's good. The goose handles kind of weirdly. Like it doesn't do sharp turns very well, so it definitely like waddles around and it has a little bit of a sway to it. <laughs> yeah, I figured. It, okay. It has a, 
Yeah, it has a great looking art style. It all comes together really nice. And there's a button where you get to just honk, which is delightful. That's pretty um, good. I'm I'm pretty excited for Untitled Goose Game. I can't wait for that to come it out. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also played a game called Black Future 88. This looks like my type of jam right here. This is my aesthetic yeah. for sure. Yeah. So this is this is uh, like a Contra like, you yeah. know, side scrolling shooter. Um, but it's all pixel art, like neon 80s, you know, Black Future 88. So it's like, you know, neo noir and whatnot. Yeah. Good soundtrack. I, th- I only played a little bit because I died pretty quick. Um, but you have like a dash, you're picking up enemy weapons and stuff like that. It's a dual joystick shooter as well. Um, I thought it felt a little slow in the movement, but again, uh, I didn't really have time to like read all the dialogue. The developer was kind of like, he was kind of like summarizing things for me and trying to get me into the game faster. Yeah. So I need to spend more time with that, but I just kind of like the whole aesthetic around black future 88. Um, and I, I look forward to playing uh, more of that for sure. It looks challenging. Sounds it, it seems challenging. It looks real cool. I really, really like the art style for it. I'm stoked. All right. The last of like the uh, typical standard games I played uh, is Boyfriend Dungeon. Yeah, this looks which cool too. Is a dating sim slash visual novel slash dungeon crawler yeah where you date your swords because the swords turn into people when they're not in the dungeon yep this is a kickstarter game that i saw a while ago that seemed pretty interesting uh they had it there uh there's like an overworld map where you you can go over to people's houses you can talk to them you can go on dates with them and whatnot and, and it's very visual novel-y there's a lot of reading so you gotta be into visual novels um, there's like a, there's a girl sword and a boy sword, so you can pick your flavor or whatever, but you can level them up independently and whatnot. And I think increasing your relationship with them makes the sword of them stronger as well. So you'll want to be going on dates and whatnot. Yeah. And then you can go to like, I think it was like the mall or something. I don't really know the premise of it. I kind of just got dropped right into wherever it was, um, to do the dungeon and the dungeon works very similar to, I would say like bastion where it's this like isometric perspective. You have like a role, um and then you're attacking the monsters and stuff i felt the combat seemed slow okay pretty slow i wasn't it didn't seem very fluid i'm hoping the game's uh, still a little bit of ways off so they'll fix that but again i didn't get any kind of tutorial or anything so that could have easily just been me not knowing all the stuff i had uh at my disposal but you get like magic attacks as well as the swords slashing and whatnot um i ended up dying in the uh in the dungeon again as well just because i didn't even know i could heal myself uh cool art but boyfriend dungeon seems cool i'm a visual novel fan so this seems like a cool little mashup mm-hmm. um that i'm gonna be pretty into yep it's neat and that was uh that was boyfriend dungeon um all right the last thing i uh played which actually you know we should probably go into news and, and introduce this first sure so let's do some news here um it's gdc and google kind of kicked it off on tuesday morning with a keynote speak uh, presentation um, where they introduced Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. Did you by any chance watch this? I did not watch it, no. I read about right. it afterwards, but I didn't watch their thing. Right, so uh, there was tons of rumors going around what this was going to be and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and it's Google's a- entry into like the gaming sector. Yeah, it's like um, in-browser cloud gaming, right? Basically. 
it's streaming. It's yeah. basically what Microsoft is doing with their X cloud. Yeah. Yeah. But Google's doing it and you don't need a console. Right. So the idea behind it is anything that can run Google Chrome. Yeah. Is going to be able to pl- you're going to be able to play the games. You don't need to have a strong PC or a strong phone or anything like that because it's all going to be on their end and they're going to stream it to to your phone, to your laptop, right, to your TV, whatever. They even had a demo where if you're playing on your computer and then you just like pick up your phone version of it, it continues right from that exact spot. Sure, because because if you, all you're doing is tapping into the game on their servers you're not sure. connecting to like your stored version of it in any way which seems that seems cool like that's the switch right you pull the switch out of the thing you're continuing from where you are yep um uh, they even had a really cool fo- feature where they were playing on a 360 or an xbox one controller on their phone and then they moved over to the tv and continued with the same controller because the controller actually sorry it was not a th- xbox one controller it was the stadia controller right because the controller connects to wi-fi so okay. instead of needing to be connecting to multiple different bluetooth signals it connects to wi-fi so it's the controller as well is just connecting to that computer back at the google farm or whatever sure uh which allows you to you know move to a different uh platform to play the thing on <clears throat> um so it's streaming they showed off Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which that's what I played. I played some Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. Uh, private, just a little bit of it because uh, I wanted to see just how does how is this running? Yeah, the input how, leg. How does it feel? Yeah. It it felt like as far as I was concerned, I was just playing on an Xbox. Like I could, there was no lag whatsoever. For all I know, they could have had some trickery under the table or the the laptop that I was connecting into was actually like the beefiest laptop in the world. I don't know. It, it was a pretty thin laptop. Like, I don't know the, the exact scenario. I'm sure they also set up like the best possible internet for their oh, for sure. demo kiosks here. Oh yeah. Um, but at the very least, like <laughs> I didn't detect any, it, it seemed totally fine to me, which if, if, if it was actually running, if it was actually streaming, that's pretty cool. So here's the thing. Is that there's been companies that have tried this before, as chat is uh, well aware of and telling us right now. Um, it's been kind of a failure every time. If Google pulls it off, and if there's a company that I think could, it would probably be Google. Uh, that's huge. Right. Well, I mean, the chats, they're just talking about OnLive. Yeah. Uh, they're also talking about something called Phantom, which I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. Same idea. But OnLive, OnLive was also just streaming to your computer, right? It's a, the exact same thing, basically. Right, but Stadia will go anywhere the browser is, so it'll go to your phone as well, right. which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Or your TV, if it can do a web browser, mm-hmm. like that—that's pretty cool too. OnLive was not doing that, right? I mean, because it's all based on the connection. It doesn't matter what the fuck is—it's running the hardware. So, if you, yeah, just the connection to the internet, yeah, for sure. exactly. And and I mean, Google started with—they um, started this with Assassin's Creed last year. They were testing it out. Some journalists got their hands on it. Um, and was playing Assassin's Creed in in a Chrome browser, and it was working. So that's pretty cool. From what I've been hearing of people who have been trying it out, like it sounds like it's the real deal. Like it's it's not just a pie in the sky kind of thing. I mean, the reason why I'm cynical about it is because it's revolutionary in a way that things haven't been in the video game industry for a while. And I hope that it works out because it's. 
like I'm just trying to think of how that's going to even change the scope of gaming in general for everybody. This is this is a game changer because they are saying like no more consoles. Like this does it does not even matter anymore. Completely anything with a browser. Yep, you can play whatever. Yep, which is insane. Um, they talked about how they have a huge partnership with Ubisoft, uh, which makes sense because like like I said, they were doing Assassin's Creed Odyssey last year. Ubisoft is also like the number one developer when it comes to launching a new platform and needing games on it. Ubisoft will put three games on on launch day for you <laughs> every time mm-hmm. um Jay, they they picked up jade raymond uh which was a they had announced a few months ago so she's kind of heading up their like games and entertainment division for stadia uh they talked about how they're going to be doing a storefront um so you'll be buying games through google it sounds like that makes sense um yep. they also they also talked about how they are going to be uh developing games they will have first party games as well Sure. Uh, so I'm curious to see what those will kind of be, um, mm-hmm. and if they're going to be buying like more developers to get more games on Stadia. Yeah. No. Um, like I said, if there's a company that could pull this off, like Google is definitely one of the first ones. I would probably assume like Google or Amazon. Right? Amazon. I would assume. I I don't know. I I would even be less likely to assume that they could do it compared to Google anyway. Google seems like the obvious choice of like, oh yeah, they have unlimited money and architecture for this. Well, stuff. I mean, so does Amazon, right? Yeah. Like, Amazon's. I could see Apple doing it too, just money wise. Anyway, uh, like Google has, yeah, you're like you said, they have the money to put behind this, yeah, and it's incredibly exciting. Like, it would be very cool if I could just like, you know, I'm hanging out on any computer anywhere, <clears throat> I could just keep playing my Assassin's Creed, no more having to like. Yeah lug a console to my girlfriend's house because i want to keep playing the division two sure i have the access to the division two anywhere i'm at because i know i have my phone with me yep and now i just need to make sure i'm like carrying around a controller or something yeah um i didn't uh get to try out the stadia controller okay it was just a, like a random logitech one that was plugged into the laptop i did see it behind like closed glass i don't think anyone was gonna use it okay it looks like a switch pro controller yeah. kind of yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. It's um Yeah. It's unassuming. It looks like a third party controller you'd buy for PC or something. Like pretty standard. Yeah. I would love I would love to get a hold of it and, and feel it. Uh yeah. Although I believe it has the um analog configuration of the PlayStation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Which I'm not a huge fan of that, but whatever. Yeah, I prefer that. Uh they did it. They also said though, like any kind of USB controller will will work for it. Oh, I'm sure. So you don't even need their controller. Cool. Um, and most, I believe, and both the main console controllers are also work <laughs> on Bluetooth. So I would love my phone to be able to connect to those. That would be great. Hmm. Yeah. No. It's like if it actually works and they're able to like get it out to enough people and the market is able to like different ISPs and stuff are able to deal with the, the bandwidth and just all that stuff. And it becomes like, it's a huge game changer in crazy, crazy ways. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's pretty early to see like how much it'll affect things. A lot of people are bringing up like, you know, different internet service providers in different locations, you know, they have caps and stuff like that. Um, they, you know, they did even straight up mention one of the things that they're trying to avoid is like, is is ever having to deal with this. And then they showed a little screen of like something downloading. Like you'll never have to download a game again. And, you know, pick whenever you get a game for 
Xbox or PlayStation have to install it for an hour or whatever. Yeah. That's not going to happen anymore because it's already on their machines. You're basically just paying for access to this pre-installed game on their thing and having it streamed to yours. Um, which that's pretty exciting because patches will just go live like immediately. Yep. Uh, not having to, not having to wait for downloads is cool. Like it would be <laughs> awesome if at any moment you would basically have access to any games you've purchased immediately. Yeah. No more having to like, Oh, I need to make sure this is installed. Yeah. You know, so hard drive space is no longer an issue because they're, it's like their hard drive space is an issue, but it's their Google. They'll just buy an island and make it a hard drive, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So yeah, which that's that's totally changing because like right now consoles are like, you know, every year we need to double the terabyte space. Yeah. We need to just keep double it, triple it every Put single more time. more like, in there. D- yeah, exactly. And now it's like this does not even matter. Yeah. Like do, it does. It doesn't matter. We're just going to stream it to yours. <laughs> yeah. And then if you're looking even like more long term for like future stuff, who's to say they don't put out a VR set that just plugs into the wall because all they have to do is run their own version of Chrome and you have VR now like they're exactly or yeah. why would it even need to plug into the wall? Like there's already Batteries, VR headsets yeah. that are, are like, the, the, yeah, there's already ones that are just yeah. on your face and that's it. No wires. Um, yep. So that could that I'm sure that's coming sooner or later. Yeah. Um, like and and who like there's just so many variables right now because like yep. what happens if the stream doesn't work? You just don't have access to your games anymore. Yeah. Which that's a bummer. Maybe there will be a Netflix style thing where you can stream stuff, or you have the option to download something to take it on the go. This is where I do kind of wish John was here because I know he's very much a uh, physical media purist, and I'm very much not really at this point anymore uh yeah i I was definitely thinking about john as well i do like Um, physical media but uh i mean it's one of those things that if my internet's down i can't play my games anyway so i'll just go do something else i guess but right like and we're almost getting to the point where like every second game is like a live service and you need to have online for it anyway even i can't play i don't think i like destiny division i can't play those games if it's not connected to the internet regardless as if i'm playing multiplayer or not yeah and then there's full-on games like apex does not exist without other players that like that game does not even exist true um i suppose this is kind of a different issue completely but yeah i don't know right well i mean i I do think it's a good point because like i said they they showed off assassin's creed odyssey there they also brought um uh id up on stage and said doom eternal is going to be on there 4k 60 frames a second and if anyone can do it, it can do it. Oh, yeah. Like, they know how to yeah. make hardware work for them. Yep. Um, but that's a bold claim for a streaming service, for sure. So I'd love to I'd love to see that. <clears throat> yep. Agreed. Um, but those are primary. Those are both uh, single player games. Does that just mean like anytime I go on a plane, I cannot play video games or at least not my Stadia games? I guess unless you pay for their thirty dollars an hour Wi-Fi or whatever they do, yeah. If that would be enough, like <laughs> who knows what the latency kind of stuff will be like. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but again, even now, I can't play my PC games on a plane. Yeah, I can't play my console games on a plane. Like not being able to play my games on a plane is not a huge deal. I have dedicated con- handheld consoles for that yeah. thing, so maybe it's not even much of an issue. Um, yep, and it's literally just like, hey, if you're not connected to the internet you're not connected to the internet and you just have to know like, no, the, the plane is for switch. The plane is switch time sure. at home is when I play my stadia games. Yeah. 
which should not be that big of a deal. At home is my Xbox time. I'm not complaining because I can't play my Xbox on the train. Like that's just a that's just a thing everyone knows. Yeah, you can't play your Xbox on a train. Um, until Xbox Live comes to the Switch and comes to the handheld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, I guess. Um, I th- I guess like the only problem, exce- honestly, is nothing Google can do anything about. It's that Google, for Google to have the ability to control every problem that they could have with this, they would have to just put Google Fiber literally everywhere and undercut every single ISP. This is going to be an ISP issue at the end of the day. Right. I mean, it, yeah, people are complaining like oh you know we have caps and all that stuff yeah honestly that's google's not the reason you have caps no it's not that's comcast and other people yeah and you know big corporate other big corporations that are just trying to throttle everything and get more money. and frankly that should have been changed a long time ago and the fact that it still isn't is amazing but that's a different we're talking about different stuff now (laughs) right so i mean yeah, and this is not the first time you should be getting upset with your ISPs. No. Um, if this is the first time you've been getting upset with your ISPs, you need to read more. <laughs> like, they've been screwing you yeah. ever since you got that bill coming. So, like, there you go. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm so excited to see kind of what comes from this, what kind of games come from this, what the store is like. I'm curious what, like, the prices will be like. Yep. Um, if they're going to do kind of subscription-based stuff. Uh, who Like, who even knows? It could be really cool. Um, it, but yeah. all I can say right now is Assassin's Creed Odyssey ran totally fine. I did not notice a thing. Dope. And and I've heard, um, you know, just from other developers or other journalists and whatnot, that even on like kind of low to middling, uh, uh, like down speeds and and uh, ISP holds and whatnot, mm-hmm. still ran fine. Which that's encouraging. Yeah, that's cool. I've heard it's. I've heard this is like the real deal. Like Google's got it going. So, um, all right. Yeah, that was kind of the big GDC news with Google. Let's go on to some other news that has come out this week. Uh, Control from Remedy got a release date. It's August 27th. Yeah, I still want to see more about what this game is, but I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I thought it looked neat from that little teaser stuff they showed. I'm basically at the point where, like, I'll give... I'll play anything Remedy puts out. Like I just like their games. Yeah. I like them so much. So I'm I'm just if Remedy's still in business making the games they want to make, I'm happy. Sure. And they have my they can get my dollar. Uh Nintendo did another Nindies live stream where they showed a bunch of uh, indie games that are going to be coming to the Switch. They started off with Cuphead, which had been rumored for the past uh couple months. Mm-hmm. Um so Cuphead is coming to the Switch. Uh April 16th, I think it is. Um, I think you're right. And and just a quick side note, on April 18th, <laughs> and just a quick side note on Cuphead. Cuphead is also getting a patch. Actually, actually, I don't know if it's April 18th. I know the patch is April 18th. Cuphead is getting a new update, um, and the Switch version will have this, where you can play as Mugman from the get-go. They've added a whole bunch of new voice acting and a whole bunch of more animation in there. Um, they just kind of been doing a bit more work on Cuphead. Uh, this is not the DLC they have announced. Right. But it is uh, just a, you know, thing around the edge. You were correct of. with the 18th, by the way. It, okay. So. so the same day as the patch. Yep. Um, there has also been a quote going around, and it's actually on their uh, studio, what it's like, MDR, whatever the Cuphead studio is. Um, they've said they're going to be bringing Xbox Live with Cuphead. 
Um, yep. It's not going to come the same day. They don't even have a date for it yet, but it's just something that they are currently working on so that you should be getting your Xbox achievements on your Switch if you play Cuphead, which that's pretty exciting. Yep, it's cool. Um, anyway, yeah, so more of these indie games. Um, Blaster Master Zero is getting a sequel. Blaster Master 2, which is already out. I almost bought this, uh, actually. I really liked um, Blaster Master Zero 1. I guess now. So two sounded cool. Sounds like a good reason to get two then. Yep. Yeah, it's 10 bucks. Yep. Um, American. Yep. Uh, Vlambeer is bringing a bunch of their games to the switch along with some new ones. And even something that was like Vlambeer arcade, which they use terminology that will be adding more games to it. And I couldn't tell if it's just like you buy this thing once and more games pop into it. Or if Vlambeer arcade is just like a, a platform for them and they're going to have a, the next game that comes out will also be a Vlambeer arcade game. You buy them separately. I don't know. Right. Anyway, Vlambeer is a cool studio. They make cool games. Mm. Uh, Show some other games. Katana Zero, which looked cool. Um, what else we got? Darkwood was like a horror game. Yep. Neo Cab is you're like a cab driver, visual novelty. Yeah, I'm interested in that uh, one. Actually. one. Yeah, I mean, I kind of just at this point, if, if you've if you also watch the stream or any of these talk call it the ones you want paul uh i'm gonna call it the red lantern which looked real cool it was like a a sled dog racing game but very story heavy and the art looked like firewatch so that was cool uh i thought double fine's rad looks cool uh i'm also just a big double fine fan uh i saw that on the show floor quite a bit that was in a few different kiosks i didn't i didn't sit to play it but Mm. that uh, that definitely looked cool um and then the big one at the end, which was so surprising, is Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. And like, th- this is like, no one would have guessed this would ever have happened. Yep, nope. This, Didn't see that coming. This is a new Zelda game that plays like Crypt of the Necrodancer from the Necrodancer studio. Yep. Which is insane. So like the trailer starts off and it's the girl from Crypt of the Necrodancer. She's like, man, I finally got out of here. And then she just like pops up in Hyrule and she's like, wait, this is different. What is this place? At least I have friends this time and Link and Zelda are there and they're hopping around to the beat and all the enemies are jumping around at on the beat and stuff. And it's a Crypt of the Necrodancer style game in Hyrule where you play as either Link, Zelda, uh, or, or the girl from Crypt of the Necrodancer. Is her name Cadence? Her name is Cadence. Oh, okay. That totally left my mind. That game's old, man. It's a good game. Yeah, no... <laughs> if that's not a that's not a thing I would have called I will say that's not an end of the year like what do you think the Crypt of the Necrodancer people are going to put out next oh Legend of Zelda <laughs> yeah that was a yeah, weird I'm, one I am so excited for this this is like a complete blend of like some of my favorite games right here yeah uh, Nintendo also just doesn't really let other companies touch <clears throat> Zelda I mean, they did let Capcom do a few games, and those Zeldas are great, by the way. Yeah. But I think this is, like, the first time a Western studio has had its hands on Zelda. Yeah. Um, so maybe this leads to more. This is coming out soon, by the way. Um, is it? I don't actually know when it's coming out. Yeah, no, it's soon. Uh, let me see if I can find the release date. Yeah, I'm looking for it as well here. You just said this spring. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so in the Soon. next, in the next like two, two or three months. Yeah. 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 Uh, 
I, I'm that's coming to Switch, obviously. I'm so curious and excited for that. They had a cool, dancey Zelda theme playing, uh, which is excited to see. Looks like the shopkeeper's back and he's singing along, which is fantastic. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited. If you have not played Crypt of the Necrodancer, that game is always like a dollar. You need to play Crypt of the Necrodancer. That game is so good. Yep. Uh, all right. Steam, the library is getting a redesign. Okay. Uh, which I'm kind of surprised. They've they've had one design for so long, and it just seemed so simple that I thought they'd keep it forever. But anyways, they're getting a redesign, which is just going to kind of have bigger box arts. Uh, there's a quick little checklist here from PC Gamer of some of the new stuff, uh, okay. such as the friends list is now integrated into a right-hand column. Okay. Okay, cool. The top module shows recent games you've been playing with a library view reminiscent of Plex or the Apple TV. Weird. Uh, the rest of your collection is shown with a nice vertical <laughs> thumbnails that can be scaled to show larger icons or more games. And then the left hand games is, a, is the same old look as before. Okay. Sounds like you can like make collections and stuff now. I don't know. It looks nice. Sure. Collections is big because what I do right now is I have to set games to favorite because that kind of separates them to the top of like my list. Anytime like okay. I buy something that I want to get to at some point, but I know I can't right away. And then I just pick at that list. So being able to like make a kind of like a get to this soon list or collection sounds like real good. Something I've been wanting for a while. Uh, I'm just trying to see when is that? Is there any news on when that's happening? Yeah. See if there's like a date or something here. I do not see any date in this article. All right. Yeah. Me neither. Uh, all right, next bit of news. Toronto, which is a city in Canada, yeah. for those of you wanting to know, is getting North America's first Garfield-themed restaurant. Stupid. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm looking at a pizza in the shape of basically a cat head, but I guess yep. you just gotta uh, you just gotta understand that that's Garfield. Um, yep. Which uh, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at pictures of uh, Garfield pizzas and people taking photos of people taking photos of pizza. Uh, anyway, it's called Garfield Eats. It's going to be more locations worldwide by 2025. Great. It has it has a what is it? What is enter enter engagement app? It's a. Oh my god. So it's a food ordering app that also has like little games and shit you can play. So your kid can accidentally order pizza when they win a level or something probably. You're muted by the way. This is ridiculous. Why does my food app need games? Right. Yeah. In it. No, totally. I agree. That's hilarious. Holy shit. Intergagement. I'm so mad. Um oh god. I'm trying to see. Is there any other news in here worth talking? For the Garfield thing? No. Those pizzas look like they might be okay. I don't know. There will also be a few different flavors of Garfuccino coffees and fruit juices. Great. Which is the worst word I've ever read. All right. Uh, Okay. And this last one is not really related to anything, but someone sent it in. Um, and, and I felt like we, since we have a Patreon, maybe we should just talk about so it. So what's going on with <laughs> this? I didn't actually read this. Patreon is updating their, 
like their business model again a bit. So right now, I, this is just like, I'm sure someone's interested because they they like I said they sent this in for us to talk about. Totally. If you're curious, so if you're kind of interested in kind of the back end of Patreon, Patreon takes five percent out of what your monthly income is. So every t- so if you guys are let's say all together you guys are giving us a hundred bucks, we're actually getting ninety five dollars. Patreon's getting five dollars, so they get five percent out of everyone. Well, I guess that wasn't enough. Patreon's going to take more now. Uh-huh. Um. Okay. The, the TLDR, yeah, it doesn't affect us. We're grandfathered into the old plan. Oh, dope. So okay. Nothing. Nothing for top-down perspective changes. But for those curious about what this new news is, they have tiers now called Patreon Lite, Pro, and Premium. Okay. Um, and they and they get you access to different things. Paul, if you're looking at this, scroll down to about two thirds down where you can compare the plans. Okay. So right now, if you so this is for <laughs> new people who are going to become a creator. I forget when exactly it's starting. So if you're planning to become a creator or wanting to launch a Patreon in the next year or so, maybe just start it now and then actually put work into it when you have the idea. Holy anyway, shit! After this passes, Patreon Lite is they're going to take five percent. Yeah. You only get one tier of funding. So like how we have several tiers, we have like you know fan TDP. Well, we don't have TP anymore. We have Blue Eyes White Dragon, Overhead Viewer. Like, we have different different uh, re- tiers where people can pledge at different va- levels. Yeah. If you if you <clears throat> stick with the 5% model, which is Patreon Lite, you don't. You get one tier. Which would be a bummer, because, like, we offer different things for different tiers. That would kind of suck if it was all under one. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, what we basically have now is Pro which they were going to increase to 8%. But like I said, we're grandfathered in, so it doesn't affect us. At least for now. I, I don't know if they're going to change their mind later. But that gives you that gives you like the tiers back. It gives you analytics and stuff. It gives you, allow you to do you know, special offers. It's basically what we have. And then premium, they're going to take 12% of the income you earn on Patreon. Also, there's something about here about a $300 a month minimum fee. Oh, God. So it's best for creators that expect to make at least $2,500 a month. Awesome. So, I don't know. And premium gets you... I have barely read into this because I don't care. Dedicated <laughs> partner manager. Which I don't know what that means. That's probably where your 300 Birch. a month is going for somebody to sit on the phone with you if you have a problem. I guess merch for membership. So I guess you, you get access to making merch. I guess Patreon's going to start making merch. Okay. I'm assuming, I'm assuming you have to pay for that merch. Yeah, probably. I, or I mean, I, I don't think Patreon's going to pay for that. No, merch. probably not. And Mm-mm. team accounts, which I guess would be kind of useful for us, I guess, but also we can just log in under the same thing and we, we have, we all have access to it, which is what we're doing. So it's not a big, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, 12% man that's so much anyway um, this this doesn't change at all for people who pledge to patrons or to patreons it's all just on the back end of how much patreon is going to take and again it's not an issue for us because we're grandfathered yeah you're welcome but <clears throat> but uh, there's some uh, little behind the scenes if you're curious about how some patreon stuff works fucking weird man uh, uh, well I mean they became like a not, aren't they like not public any, or they became public. So now they have like investors and they got to make more money. Yep. <clears throat> got to get that money, man. All right. Let's go on to questions. 
If you want to send in questions, um, it is topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. Those are all the ways you can send questions in. Um, yeah. I'm going to read this first one. Okay. If my nose will allow it. From Boko. I'm heading to Seattle for a convention next month. I know most, if not all of you, have been there for PAX in the past. Are there any neat lo- local places I should be sure to hit up while I'm there? Uh, you should go to Pike Place Market and area. That pl- I really, really like that place. If you're there early, you can see yep. them tossing the fish to customers and stuff like that to you. It's kind of neat. You have to be super early for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which at that point, nothing's going to be open. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to you're going to have to kind of like come back later. Yeah. If he's going um, for a convention, though, it might be something to do before going to the convention. If you're a morning person anyway. I'm talking like you got to Like it's like 5 a.m. is when the fish. People it's like in. between five and six. Yeah. Somewhere in there. It's early. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if you have to see the fish being tossed. Um, Pike's Place is cool outside of that as well. It's it's kind of, it's just like a market. Yep. Uh, it's just kind of like a cool, like, it is very tourist, touristy, but it's like kind of a cool uh, touristy spot to check out. I would recommend Pike's as well. Yep. Um, I guess you could check out the very first Starbucks. I've never done it's that. It's just across the street from Pike's, if I remember. It's like right there. I think I think that's correct. So maybe I have seen it. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't really go to Starbucks's. Yeah, it's fine. It's a um, Starbucks. <laughs> there, there's that like troll statue thing under the bridge you can find. Yep. What is yep. that called? I don't remember. The Fremont Troll. That's another place you can go check out this weird troll statue. It's like a giant troll underneath that bridge. Um, I don't know if they'll still have it. There's a really cool glass exhibit that... I always recommend to people to go check out. It's like these glass sculptures in Seattle. If you just search Seattle glass exhibit, it pops up. Otherwise, it's called Chihuly Garden, which is C-H-I-H-U-L-Y. Just some incredible glass sculptures. And there's even a really cool view of the Space Needle you can kind of get at the same time. But I usually recommend checking this out. It's uh, my mom showed it to me and we went there one time and it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, So if that seems like something interesting. Uh, then yeah, there's, there's something that there's a thing that I really like, I guess I just looked it up. I guess it's called the museum of pop culture or something. But, um, one time when I went to Seattle, it had a, uh, experienced music project going on. So that was neat. Just a bunch of music stuff there. And another time it had a like sci-fi movie exhibit thing. Pop culture museums in general are usually pretty I cool. would check I that out. I haven't been to the one you're talking about, but I've heard like, uh, I've heard things. Yep. Um, I don't have anything else for Seattle. I honestly have not spent a lot of free time in Seattle. It's usually for packs, so I'm pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the those are the few things that I know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could depending if you're driving or not, you could go check out some places like Microsoft. Maybe see if you could like. You could drive by, like, Nintendo and Boeing and stuff. You can, like, book tours, but they're usually expensive. Can you book tours? I'm pretty sure what they're going to find are just corporate offices. For some of the places, yeah. I know... Like, I'm thinking for Nintendo and Microsoft specific, I don't think there's going to be, like, anything super interesting. Yeah. Like... Um... Like I remember what when else? I even when I was in Japan in Kyoto and I saw the Nintendo building. I mean, I didn't go in it, yeah. but it was like, yeah, this is just an ugly square building. Yep. Yep. Looks like an office building. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Nintendo building has like a gift shop <clears throat> if you wanted to buy some garbage. Also, I, aren't those like outside of Seattle? They're in like Richmond. And yeah, whatnot? I think I think you're right. You would need a vehicle like to drive there yourself for sure. Yeah, this, <clears throat> this person's going there for a convention. I doubt they're actually going to have that much free time. Yeah, that's true. Um, you're going to be busy, like, you know, having dinner and stuff. What's the uh, what's the cool arcade that's right across from PAX? I can never remember the name of it. But, yeah, it's just right across from the convention center there. It's the one everybody goes to. In fact, Seattle, if I, just type in uh, Seattle arcade. arcade. I'm sure it's the first thing that comes up. Is it Gameworks? It's Gameworks, yeah. That sounds right. Yep, that's it. Gameworks is very cool. It's like a multi-floor arcade. So maybe check that out if you happen to be into video games. Yep. Which I don't know. Um, honestly, though, I think I think Pikes. You just you have to do Pikes. Going to Seattle and not going to Pikes, it would be just be kind of weird. I think you got to see Pikes. Yep, I like Pikes. And everyone's confirming. Yeah, that's game works. Yep. Okay. Um, next question from Suku Suku: Are games too expensive? For context, I live in the USA. I hear they're considerably more costly in other parts of the world, but I don't have experience to know. I mean, I kind of don't think so. For like. A luxury item that I don't need to survive. I think they're probably fine. This is totally person by person, though, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, when you keep in mind that, like, Nintendo 64 games for a higher end one were like $90, when that was like 120 from inflation, basically, like, they, they've been more expensive and they've been cheaper. And it depends where you go to buy them, too. Yeah, I mean, so off the bat, every person, you know, I've said it before, $20 to one person is going to mean something completely different to someone else. So mm-hmm. who even knows? This is completely subjective. Um, I do, however, when I hear uh, and I go back to Canada and it, it's an $80 price tag, even though I know my American money works, like it makes it work out to just being like 60 bucks, seeing $80 still sucks. Cause I never had to deal with that growing up. Mm. Like that happened right at, right after I moved. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's weird. Uh, I know Australia has cr- like super high prices and whatnot. Yep. Um, but I mean, we're at a point with games where y- you look at how much money you have. There's going to be a game at that price. Yep. Like you only got five bucks. You're going to be able to buy a game for five bucks. I just told you to go buy oxen free and Crypto the Necrodancer. For like a buck. You could definitely get both of those for under $5. Yep. And that's a fantastic time. Yep. Um, True. Like, or, for example, one of my favorite games this year so far is Apex. I have put zero money into that until the Battle Pass came out. But I have, you know, put two dozen hours into that game for free. Sure. So, like, I don't know. I mean, arguably, Every, arguably, they're probably maybe too cheap because a lot of places keep going out of business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or and that's why loot boxes are, yeah. are a real thing. I remember telling my friend, like, he was like, man, I'm so tired of loot boxes. And I was like, well, you know, your options are $60 game with loot boxes yep. or the game is now $80. What would you prefer? Oh, I guess I'd prefer $60 with loot boxes. Yeah, of course you would. No, I prefer 80. Like, I'd rather just have the game and pay more. I'd be we way more into that, but I don't usually care okay. about loot boxes as much. So, yeah, I mean, they're easy enough to ignore, yep. but for some people, they just get, I mean, some games are also pretty annoying with them. If they keep like ramming it down your throat yeah. or if they design the game around like, Hey, you should really put like five bucks into this. Yeah, like that's a problem. This is a whole other conversation yeah, for sure. Um, 
where I am in my life, I can afford a $60 game from time to time. I'm doing okay. Um, at the same time, though, like, uh, Game Pass is incredible. They just announced, like, six more games coming by, like, April 1st yep. that I'm very excited for. They put Just Cause 4 on there, like, two weeks ago. That's crazy. If I was a kid and I could have spent $10 a month to get Game Pass, yep. that would have been insane to me. Yep. Like, growing up, I was trading games and borrowing anything I could get my hands on to play new games. And then and Game Pass is insane. Like, there's a way to make it work for very for very little now. For sure. Yep. Agreed. Uh, where are we here? I believe it's me next, right? Oh, okay. <clears throat> VGC Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say someone sued you and you could not use top-down perspective <laughs> as your name anymore. Okay. What would you call the podcast from now on? The person suing will allow you to use up to two of the words if you want, but if you do so, there has to be at least two other words. Although you don't have to use any other words. <laughs> These arbitrary rules are hilarious. So we can call it something completely different. If we do call, if we do keep two of the words, it has to at least be four words long. If there is any word worth keeping, I think it's perspective. If you were going to keep at least one, really, I was going to say from like, from like an like a like a graphic design, like an art standpoint, uh-huh. top down is way easier to work with. Sure, perspective is so long. Yeah, perspective is real long. Just as like as like someone who like designs our logos and stuff, <laughs> perspective is a very long word yeah. that like it only fits in certain ways, and you also have to know how to spell perspective, uh, which obviously I learned real fast. Yeah, uh, when we when we started this, um, people are writing uh, bird's eye viewpoint. Yeah, um, someone's also asking if this actually happened or not. No, this did not happen. So I mean. <laughs> We're called game experts, though, right? That's our secondary name, anyway. Wasn't that it? Uh, it I, was something. Nathan did did mention that. I still think that's the worst name. But ever. there's a Twitter for it. Remember? Let me look this up. It's like game. I, don't I think it's one X. So it's like game experts together with one E. Yeah. 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 I think there's actually somebody that had. Oh, maybe I don't see it. Actually, maybe I'm lying. <laughs> I re- I remember something like that. Anyway, we're game at No, there it is, game experts. Or gam experts, depending on how you want to read it. I guess r- the way it's written is gam experts. Yeah. Which is a whole other They have one tweet that says any questions about FPS or RPG games from 2012. That's That seems like a joke we would have made or something. I think Nathan owns that account. I'm pretty sure he came up with that name. Um, that picture is so good. It's an Assassin's Creed arm with like a Call of Duty arm, a face, the face from Skyrim, like the fucking Triforce in the middle. This does this does sound familiar. I think he just found that picture actually. I yeah. think he may have just like searched game experts to see like what popped up. Um, yeah. So that's actually the answer, probably. I you know I'm just trying to think about. I probably would not put game in the title. Yeah. Um, we so rarely talk about them, so that makes sense. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't like. I don't know. It just seems like the easy way out is putting like game in the having game there, and I just, I just don't want it in there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I kind of want the, the the name to like live on its own mm-hmm. in some way, which is why I like ours because it's like it's directly from games, but it's also like adjacent enough that it's kind of like its own thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't know. I I've never really thought about it. I'm, if I was, I would probably. I'm trying to think if I would even keep two of the words. I would probably do something completely different because it would just seem weird if we were like. Well, guys, we had to change the name, but it's okay because now we're called Top Down, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like TDP. I would just, and like we would say, I would, we would obviously be legally binded to say it does not stand for anything. And it would just be TDT. Like, wait, isn't that what, like, um, isn't GOG, like, it doesn't stand for good old games anymore? It's just GOG. I don't actually know. I always, yeah, maybe. I think I think so, there's something like that. Anyway, th- there's your hypothetical answer. What a weird question. C- Custom SC writes in and says, if you could place a midpoint in a specific moment in time so that when you die, you'll respawn at that point in time, when would you place it? And the answer for me is easily like probably 21 or 22. Like, after high school and, like, schooling and, like, life is ahead of me still. Some options. So, right out of right out of college, you put your midpoint? Probably, yeah. Like, I really don't want to be, to do it right after school at 18, because then I'm still a little too young. I want to be a little older. Between 22 and 25, I think, is optimal. Somewhere in there. Maybe even at 25, although that's getting later. I think I think I would I would want some college. Mm-hmm. I think I would do it in like the middle of college. Okay. Uh, and are we allowed to like keep going back to it, or is it like a one time you go back there once? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so time. So when you die, <laughs> you'll respawn at that point in time. Okay, it makes it sound like it's once. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't the answer at that point then be like the beginning? At the beginning, so I get, like, a whole nother life. Yeah, see, the problem here <laughs> with my thing is that if you keep respawning at it, hypothetically, let's say, um, all your friends are dead, and you have to make friends at, like, 22 or something, which is harder than, like, having well, friends from high school and that, stuff. Well, I don't know. Are you, are you respawning at that and time is going on, or is time just rewinding oh. to that point? I would assume that time is going, oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, he says a specific moment in time. So I think you just go back to it and time rewinds. So your friends are still there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you do you get to maintain all the knowledge you had? I would assume not. I think you would just, like, open your eyes so then, and you would So be- then there's, well, no, wait, you must, because if you don't uh, contain the knowledge, there's no point to this question, because you'll just go through and life the exact again. same way. Yeah. Yeah, like all you're getting is the chance to do everything twice, but you don't even know it. So for all we know, we we literally just did that. Like we're already in world two or whatever, life two. Man, so you do you do you must get your the knowledge. With I you. guess so. I'm gonna stick I with know, mine. I, I I'm good with it. As much as like having to do homework and stuff again would suck, uh, I would still enjoy just like college was super fun. Uh, I'd probably there's a bunch of things I would rather I, w- I would have liked to have done differently in college um now that i'm looking back on it uh so i I would just like to go back and like party at college again that'd be a lot of fun okay like we both agree though not like 12 or like younger probably probably like old enough that like 
I don't know. We both want to be done high school, it sounds like. Yeah, it's primarily, I think it's primarily, I want to be like. It didn't feel like life started until enough. high school was over, frankly, even. so. I mean, I I enjoyed high school. I'm not one of those people that had a bad time at high school, for sure. But it's more just like, I'm living on my own yeah, now, yeah, yeah. which I very much like. Um, I'm like doing more adult stuff, uh, which I wasn't doing in high school. Uh, which I want access to, I guess, being able to like go out late at night, whenever I want, wherever I want. Yeah, it would be hard to go back uh, to like being under someone else's roof and doing their thing. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. My parents are awesome. Um, having my breakfast made for me every morning was sweet. Um, sure. But I just, yeah, kind of having, a, I want a bit of the like autonomy totally. with it too. Yeah, I agree with you. Was that me or you? You're next. Okay. VGC Kenny says, serious question. Would you rather have a console that is fully backwards compatible or remakes of all the games that you would play? And I mean, I definitely just want a console that's fully backwards compatible because I have a bunch of these games behind me already. (laughs) So, you know, I wouldn't have to rebuy a bunch of games. Sure, that's true. But the remakes, like, they'll be better. Theoretically. Mm-hmm. I like playing my so old... So some, some of your favorite games, you're getting a remake of it. Sure, but I already have that, and I still play the original Resident Evil 2. Okay. Oh, no, I'm just saying, yeah. like, that's, that's the nice thing about the remake, is you get a better version of that game. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I'm going to play Wind Waker, I'm not going back to GameCube Wind Waker. I'm going to play Wind Waker HD. We're kind of that's already doing that, honestly. <laughs> It seems like the games keep getting remade, so. Sure, yep. Yeah. Um, can I say neither? I don't really replay games. Yeah, probably. Um, but I guess I would probably lean more on the remake because there have been games that I have played the remake of, like Burnout Paradise, and I am looking forward to Link's Awakening remake. So I guess I'm just on that side. But again, I don't typically replay games. Can I pick new games? No. Like, I still have my old consoles. New games are if I gone. want to play my old You can't games. do that anymore. <laughs> uh, we're done. They're done making we're games. We're done. Okay. Yep. All right. Jacket writes in. Question from a past podcast got me thinking. Despite only getting around to... A- oh, despite only getting around to asking now. If you were in charge of the creation of the Link's Awakening remake, but had to add extra content of some form to it to expand the game for the modern era beyond the graphics, what would you add? It could be anything from new content like extra dungeons or side quests to things that improve the game's mechanics. Hmm. Okay. Side quests would be awesome. Yeah, side quests would would be great. That's just extra content for sure. More, yeah, more side quests. That'd be cool. I'm trying to think mechanically what I would change. It's been a while since I've played Link's Awakening. Like, what do I even want, I guess? What did I like in... Yeah, it's hard for me It's hard for me to remember if there was, like, you know, like, in Ocarina, everyone was like, oh, I hated the Water Temple. Mm-hmm. And it's been so long since I played Link's Awakening, and no one talks about it that often, that I don't remember if there was, like, a, a bad part of that game that people people should change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been so long. So I, I, don't, I unfortunately don't have anything to improve in that, in that scenario. How bad do you think it would break the game if they did a... Uh, Link Between Worlds type thing where they added a shopkeeper that you could just like rent whatever item you wanted to explore that land right off the bat. 
Uh, again, I don't remember. I, I mean, I'm assuming it would just kind of break everything because mm-hmm. this game is not designed for you to take on whatever you want, whenever you want. It. Yeah. However, it did have fun fact that shopkeeper where you could just steal yeah, yeah. from him. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you went into his shop, he turned into like a demon and shot you with like a huge laser and you died. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's what happened. Yeah. Someone says, fix the Eagle Tower soft lock. That is all. I don't know what that yeah, means. I don't remember that either. But uh, maybe that's what I want changed. Man, I should revisit that game at some point. Maybe I guess uh, just when it comes out again, I guess. Uh, people say, or Temo here says, people would love to be able to use multiple tools without binding it to two keys because it was a Game Boy game. I feel like that's obviously going to happen because it's going to be on the Switch. Yeah. So yes, I'm, I definitely want that for sure. Yeah, that's a good change for sure. Oh yeah, people are remembering that thing where if you stole, apparently it permanently changed your in-game name to Thief. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be the first thing I do, says Kimberly. Yeah, that's also going to be the first thing I do for sure. Yep. Just to see if it'll still work. Yep. All right. Andrew says, hey guys, I've been recently playing Radiant Historia since I got a remake on 3DS, Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. It's a fantastic RPG, and anyone who hasn't played it should look into it. The only part about it that bums me out is that it will probably never get a sequel. I'm not entirely sure how well it sold, but the story itself does not lend well to a sequel. Okay. Uh, what's the game you wish had a sequel, but for whatever reason won't? Thanks. So if it if the story doesn't lend well to a sequel, why would you want one, I guess? That's weird to me. He, must, he just really likes the game, I guess. I guess so. Uh, so I feel like this question is like, Hey, what's your favorite game? <laughs> Cause like, aren't you just going to pick your favorite game? You want a sequel? Yeah, of? but I mean, most of them have sequels. <laughs> so, well, I mean, pick your pick. Well, again, would you still not want like another one? Yeah, but I get them. Like dark souls comes out every fucking like couple of years, basically. Resident Evil games have gotten a well, resurgence. I, I sound, well, okay. Well, your life is great. Congrats. All your I guess, games. like, I want a real Metal Gear Solid again. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so... A sequel to I mean, my obvious, the obvious answer is, you know, Burnout Paradise 2, sure. where are you at? Like, I'm trying to think. It's never going to happen. I'm trying to think if there's any... Thing just... Right well, to be fair, his question is... What's a game you wish had a sequel, but it's not going to? Yeah, so I yeah. guess don't say Metal Gear because it has got right. So you got to pick like a one. Yeah, no, totally. Or maybe one that just ha- there's only two of them, and it's, there's not going to be any more at the end of that. Um, I feel like there was something recently we were talking about where it's like I don't think this game's going to do well enough, but I feel like a second game would be really good for it. Oh, Onrush, that game's not going to ever come back from the dead, true. and it deserves to. Yep, true. Um, um, can I say Anthem here? Just because I really yeah. hope they don't kill Anthem off. Yeah. I don't even need a sequel. Just keep it going, please. Yeah. I want that game to be good. There's like an obvious answer, I'm sure, that I just can't think of and will think of like out of nowhere. I would love a new FTL or Into the Breach. FTL or Into the Breach? Sure. Yep. Those are good. They probably would will get them though. I don't know. Oh, you know what? FTL, Ray 2. What's happening with F- that? It's all polygonal. FTL is probably not going to get a sequel. You're right, because <laughs> like if anything, I'm sure they'd be just working into into the breach too, since that did better. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they're different enough games that 
So, I mean, I, that'd be cool if they made a second one of those. But again, Risk of Rain 2. Is that game real? Is that game ever coming out? What's happening with that yeah, game? Yeah, I don't know. Speedrunners from the chat. That's a real good answer. I could do, see a Speedrunners 2. Also, 20XX 2 would be pretty good. Yeah. Enter the Gungeon? I don't know if I need a second. Yeah, I don't really. I didn't play enough of the first ones. Especially since they released that huge update to it. They could just do that again and keep it fresh, honestly. I think. This is making me think I can't wait for Ori and the Blind Forest. Whatever that sequel is. I forgot about that game. (laughs) That game's real good. Will the Wisp. I'm looking forward to that. All right, Micaiah writes in with a bunch of questions. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Number one, what is your favorite environments to explore in games that you wouldn't explore in real life? Either natural ones like a frozen tundra or jungle or industrial ones like big cities or suburban neighborhoods. Who who hasn't explored a city or a neighborhood? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of odd. (laughs) I live by myself on an island. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, disregard any that don't exist in real life, like steampunk or floating islands, for example. Although if you want to answer that question separately, then feel free. He says, personally, I'm partial to the idea of a VR tour of a nuclear fallout zone like Chernobyl. Okay. Just what does what's left there look like and how is it recovering? There's actually a Chernobyl game coming out. I'm not sure if it's VR called Chernobyl Light. Mm. This seems like exactly what you want. Maybe look into that game. Yeah. Um, underwater, like deep underwater, because I get super, super just like, actually, I've been wanting to play Subnautica, believe it or not. Um, but the thought of being so far underwater that I can no longer like see light is a fucking nightmare for me. And just thinking about it now, but you're going to have a light on you, obviously. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. Otherwise it's just black. Yeah. Being no, I mean like in real life, like that's a fucking nightmare for me. So, right. But in the game, in the game, I would have light on you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You should play Abzu. I have. It was fine. That's basically, yeah. this game's fine. Yeah. It was too um, short, though. I think that's why I want to play Subnautica, because it's, like, a long, apparently. Oh, I, I thought Abzu was the exact length it needed to be. Mm. I don't know if I could have used more of that. Um, Underwater's cool. Uh, Astrobot has some cool underwater levels, and that is VR. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, Yeah, on a mountain would be cool, for sure. Or, But these are that you wouldn't explore in real life. Like, I don't want to go to a frozen tundra. But I guess I would. I don't really want to explore it in a game either. That sounds boring to me. Hmm. Well, I mean, you. you I don't know. Like a part of me, like if I had the means to go climb up a mountain, like a huge mountain, I probably would. Right. Uh, if I had like the PTO and whatever for that. Um, oh, space. What about I, space? Is a, a great answer. <clears throat> I don't have the means to ever sure. do that. Sure. True. Although, uh, yeah. Um, how about like, how about like some like jungle ruins like you would find in Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Or any kind of like cave where the ground is like the floor is lava. (laughs) You know, there's a game on Steam called The Floor is Lava and it's just that like game you play as a kid where you just have to get across. Right. I mean, that's yeah. What do you mean as a kid? I see people doing that on the street when they're drunk. I guess so. Yeah. But even, but yeah, just like a cool like at the bottom of a volcano. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Question two. 
Oh, and this relates to a, a, a picture that's in the our email, which I couldn't post in here. So, Paul, you might want to log into the email. Oh, okay. Uh, my mom doesn't always appreciate the amount of time I spend on video games, but <laughs> still supports my hobby at times. Okay. A while ago, she uh, got me the Below shirt, and while I like it, I can't figure out which system the one on the left column three down is. Any ideas, or might it just be a generic PC controller or something? Okay. That's an Xbox controller. Wait, where are we? So, a while ago, below, while well, I like the... Uh, the one on the left, column three, three down. That's an original Xbox controller. Yeah, that's a Duke, my dude. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Easy. Uh, that's a, Yeah, that's a real controller. Um, that's, yeah, original Xbox. There you go. Problem solved. Easy. And you can tell because of the white and black buttons underneath the face buttons. Yeah. All right. Um, Luna on Twitter says, who made the theme for the podcast and the segment transition songs? Was there any more specific inspiration for them other than just a general retro video game feel? I made them. Uh, The inspiration was I was really into Onomatoguchi at the time. So I wanted to try making some chiptune music. And I just recorded myself playing... Some Super Mario Land and some Kirby's Dream Land on the Game Boy. I think there might have been some more. And I just ripped a bunch of the notes out of that and put some songs together. Cool. All right. Hayes AC writes, if Pokemon existed in the real in real life, which would be the team of six Pokemon you would carry all the time and why? Oh, man. I mean, it'd probably be like my team that I usually go for anyway. I always like a Charizard. I just like Charizard. And he could fly, probably, okay. so... I, I feel like this is, like, what's your sixth favorite yeah, Pokemon? Yeah, exactly, totally. Um, so I'm gonna have whatever the third evolution yeah. is of whatever starter I picked. Okay. If I'm going off of, like, my favorite starters, um, it's probably either, like, Blaziken or Feraligator. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to have a, f- a flying Pokemon in there, so, I don't know, give me, like, a Pidgeot. I gotta. I need to be able to fly. To get around. Yeah. Uh, I like Espeon a lot, so there's. I'll probably have an Espeon in there. I'm trying to think of what I would want for Surf, because I'd want to go surfing. I think with my Pokemon, especially since well, they so like, like the way I do. I play Pokemon, and also it doesn't even matter anymore because they got rid of HMs. Yeah. Um, is I have my starter Pokemon. It does all the fighting forever, and then all the other Pokemon are level one, and I teach HMs to them, and they're basically tools. Yeah, but you're a monster, is the thing. That's how I play Pokemon? Yeah. Um, so I already said three, and I don't care about the rest. Give me a Magikarp for Surf, <laughs> give me something Grass that can cut, and also use Flash, and then I need something probably Rock or Ground type so it can use Strength and, like, Rock Slide. Oh, yeah, the uh, Water one also needs to know Waterfall. And dive. Okay. And just shove as many HMs onto them as possible. Hmm. Okay. Charizard. Um. I think it would be really helpful to have some kind of psychic Pokemon. I'm just trying to think of which one would like... Drowsy's creepy. I don't like Drowsy. He's... What about like a Jinx... Yeah, there's issues I have with Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People are saying Arcanine would be pretty nice. That would be a cool Pokemon to just have with you, like yeah, a big sure. old fire dog. Yeah. 
I probably want a cat of some sort because I like Mr. cats. Mr. Mime? How about a Mr. Mime? You know what? A Mr. Mime would be kind of dope. <laughs> I could get... Yeah. Yeah. It's Mr. Ash has a Mr. Mime for a dad. Yeah, exactly. He's always <laughs> so sweeping up and helping his mom. So... Yeah. Say it. Just say it. Yeah, that's what the chat's doing. I'm looking forward to that movie, man. That movie looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope it's yeah. good. All right, that's it for questions. Uh, if people want to send in questions for next week, it is uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? I guess Ape Out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to give it to... Division two. Cool. Uh, all right. Uh, for those uh, listening Friday, tomorrow, we will be putting up the poll for April's TDP plus game. So make sure you go uh, vote on that. Um, and if you are one of our $10 backers, make sure you have submitted a game by tomorrow morning. Tonight will be your last chance to get in on that poll. Yeah, uh, that'll do it. So we will see you guys next week. Uh, I don't know if John's back. I forgot. So we'll find out then. See you guys.